into the galaxy. We are so excited to see you. I am Joan of Angels. I'm the executive producer at Portal to Ascension. We have amazing goddesses and gods here, high priest and priestess energies here. And we're going to be talking about the magic and the secrets of Glastonbury and the secret mysteries of Avalon and the, and the goddess energy there. So we are going to be coming to Glastonbury in August, and we're just preparing the field. We are getting the energy and the vibration going so that not only is it a, a wonderful event that we're having there, but also the energy between all of us is starting to rise. We're starting to really connect and just so happy to see that. So the first person that I'm going to introduce to all of you is Neil, the founder of Portal to Ascension, because we want Neil to talk about why, why Glastonbury, what is so important about being in Glastonbury all together with all of our special people. Yes, thank you so much, John. Hello, everybody. So good to be here with you. And um, this is the second of three panels that we're doing to speak about what we're going to be creating in August, August 11th, 12th, and 13th in Glastonbury. But as we always love to do with Portal to Ascension, um, even though we're talking about something that's upcoming, this is a standalone event where it's for information, inspiration, um, empowerment, you know, and just content that you can really utilize in your own life. So this panel is going to be a discussion where we're going to go deep into some topics. Now, why are we doing Glastonbury? You know, some, um, some of my friends that weren't aware of all the different ancient connections to Glastonbury literally just asked me that over the last few weeks. And I just listed off so many things. It's almost like too many things that point to Glastonbury not to do it there, right? From the ley lines going through the um, through the area to the ancient Druidic connection there, right? Just to talk a little bit about the Druidic connection I shared on the last panel. You know, the, the Celtics and then the priest caste of the Druids, they were all over Europe. They were actually all the way to Anatolia as well. And, you know, the Gaul kingdom that was north of Rome was actually... Um, um, was actually also a Celtic kingdom. And then when the Romans came and started conquering the whole of the northern area where the Germanic tribes were and the Celtic tribes, they left to England. And then we have the Germanic tribes coming into England and a continued, continuing um, push of the Druidic people. And the last stronghold for the Druidic like, spiritual class was um, Cornwall, Wales, and Glastonbury. And even after they converted to Christianity, they were still doing the ancient practices in secret and they were still connected to their, you know, nature and whatever ancient practices that they're utilizing at that time. So I would say that it's one of the most um, spiritually connected areas in all of England, plus the ley line energy going through there, the um, stories about Jesus and Mary Magdalene, so many different stories coalescing to this one area. Um, I've always wanted to do an event. So why are we doing it in England? I've always wanted to do an event in England and go back to the place where I was born. You know, I was born in, in London and um, created an event. And it's kind of been ever since 2008, I made the intention that I was eventually going to go back to England and do an event. And I clocked in my own brain that it would be an evolution for myself, a symbolic evolution when that would happen. So I've been working towards this for quite some time. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the opportunity presented itself. We did, a, we thought we were going to just do a one day event because, you know, it's, it's a kind of a challenge and a risk, if you will, to fly across the world and set up shop somewhere. I just moved into a nine month lease here in London and then to do an event in a place where you know nobody and you, <laughs> you don't have any reach over there, right? So it started a one day event, then all of a sudden all these presenters, many of the ones that you're going to experience today and others started reaching out to me and saying, I heard Portal Dissensions going to Glastonbury can I go? 
So it ended up becoming like a four-day epic experience where we have now a whole day where on the first day, there's going to be a tour of Avalon. And then we're going into a three days of this conference. And I'm realizing that um, this is a grid working event. You know, everything we do is intentional for sure. But this event here, utilizing the ley lines, the fact that we're even starting with a heart chakra cacao ceremony, we're opening up our hearts, we're receiving the information, and then we're going to ground it into the earth at the end of it, really combining all aspects of like grid work to like information education at this event here. And it's going to be so fun. Like the amount of excitement around this event is pretty amazing. Um, so I hope to see some of you guys there. If you can come out to it, ascensionglassmarie.com is the website. And we're also going to be live streaming as well. So, and then I'm going to hand it back over to Joan. So today we're going to get into just like having a conversation about the energy around that area and why it's important. You know, Neil, that was a great explanation of why Glastonbury. And it reminded me when we do when we did our event in San Diego, we weren't online telling everyone about the magic and the history of San Diego. So there is something so special about Glastonbury. And by for the record, I've always wanted to speak in Glastonbury. So when you said you were going to do it, it was like, oh, my God, my dreams are coming true. And I kind of feel that way about Glastonbury. I'll tell you about that later. But let's talk to Alan. Alan is another one of our. Um, hosts and, and producers over here at Portal to Ascension. What is drawing you to Glastonbury, Alan? Into Glastonbury, and I have to see uh, say the tour, that place behind me there, which everyone knows, is one of the most powerful places I've ever been to, including Egypt and Sedona and all those places. There's something about the way the energies, the vortexes align there, and I think it's it's a it's a it's, it's not a natural hill. There's definitely layers of different energy underneath the tour. And I think all that area of um, the British Isles were the mountaintops, that, the tops of Atlantean times. It was, it was, it's part of another era. And so it never sank. It survived the, the sinking of Atlantis. Um, and um, what it is there is that space uh, and those places, it's also why crop circles there, um, represent doorways into these other realities. The, the modality of reality, as I call it, has shifted. So the, the world as it was during the times of Atlantis, even the Druids were slightly different aspects of, of reality formation. It's like we're, we're living in a very concrete world, even though we're shifting into other dimensional realities in the last, I would say, 20, 30, since the 1960s, probably. So these um, frequencies are changing, but the that part of England, particularly Avebury, Stonehenge, they, they hold the old frequencies that help us shift back to those times or shift forward into times that are coming. So it's, um, these are doorway openings and we are moving as our ch consciousness changes, we're moving into what I call the imaginal realms. This is not imaginary there. It's a, it's a whole other sphere of interaction. I call the imaginal where fairies, angels, dragons, these things are actual realities once you shift the frequency to understanding that there's an imaginal universe, which is a real universe out there, and there's doorways to that imaginal realm. And in the times of Avalon and the times of the goddess and all those ancient times, they were 
it was much more obvious. It was much more apparent. And then something solidified in the mechanistic, concrete, maybe male-dominated world into this other reality. And so it was hard to access the magical realms. And now those formations and barriers are breaking down and the, the imaginal realms, the realms of the otherworldliness is, is opening up to human consciousness. And I think the goddess is leading the way because they are, they've been more um, aware of that, more intuitive about these realms. So I think it's great that the, the goddess energy is leading the, the way forward into these other realities, these fifth dimensional spaces that are now coming online. And Glastonbury is probably ground zero for that awakening. So that's sort of my take. That makes well, sense. Well said, Alan. Absolutely well said. And you know, I th- love that you brought up the the fairy energy, the interdimensional beings, the sentient beings. That when I was in Glastonbury, I could literally see them out of the corner of my eye, being really excited as we were all waking up to those energies. So I think it's really important we're going to be there. So I think we're going to start with magenta. And just so everyone knows, Magenta Pixie is a channel for higher dimensional divine intelligence known as the white-winged collective consciousness of nine. And so we want to know, really, what what is so magical for you? What what does it bring out in you, Glastonbury? Wow, that's an amazing question. For me, it's the most magical place that I go to, really. Um, And it's strange because I have told so many people about Glastonbury. And if they are in this alignment that we are all in, they feel the same way to the point where if I haven't been to Glastonbury and it's two hours, two hours drive from me. If I haven't been for a while, I'm getting called. I'm getting pulled there. It's like some kind of nourishment that I'm my energetic system needs that I can only get there. And I'll have dreams and all sorts calling me. But I've actually told people who I really value and feel would get something from Glastonbury, but maybe they're not quite in that energetic. And they've gone there and have not got that energy from Glastonbury. They've experienced something different, something flat maybe, or they'll turn up and it will be a rainy day and they they actually saw a darker side to Glastonbury. And I will explain and say, Glastonbury is like a portal and it reflects you and what you are. So you have to put something into it. It's it's so magical. It's a place of such heightened synchronicity. And if you aren't in alignment with that within yourself, it will reflect whatever it is in yourself that needs to be brought out. So it might not always be a wonderful, fantastic experience, but it will be the experience that you need it's a real centralized vortex place. And just behind me here, I have the goddess. Um, that's my backdrop. This lady in Glastonbury, she, she, this is her artwork. And she's got a little shop um, just off Glastonbury High Street. And if you look here, there's the tour. So this is the Glastonbury tour goddess. I have her with me all the time when I do all my videos. Such a powerful energy. But right now, It's an energy that is calling us all more than ever. And I think that's why we've been called to Glastonbury in August, 
because all of the stargates, as I'm sure everyone here is aware, all of the stargates and the ley lines and everything are being activated right now. And they'll be somewhere local to every starseed who's in this connection to be called to. As uh, Neil said, this is a grid working event. By drawing us all here with all our energies, all our different energies, that in itself, just all of us sitting in a room together or all of us walking through Glastonbury together, connecting together is major grid work. Even if you're not consciously actually placing your hands on the land or doing some kind of ritual or meditation, which I'm sure we will all do. But even if we didn't do that, just being together and obviously we're creating that now by coming together today it's it's literally the most magical place for me. I have to be honest, if I didn't have family ties that I, I need to be close to certain members of my family for various reasons, if those ties weren't there, I would go and live there, I, I feel. However, I have spoken to people who um, live there and have lived there. And I, obviously, I know Daisy, and I'm sure she'll probably maybe confirm something that I'm saying. But people who live there say to me it's very different to visiting because when you live there you're always in the vortex you're always in the portal and it's it's very accelerated and it can cause great acceleration in your life that can be negative or positive everyone there is there for a reason it's not the same as leaving and staying away for x amount of months or however long years weeks and coming back that's a moving in and out and it creates a different energy but whenever i'm writing a book and I'm channeling that material, I do use Glastonbury as a magical tool. So, you know, you can use crystals and tarot cards. I use Glastonbury in the same way. When I arrive in Glastonbury, I will set an intention for why I'm there. I will ask if there's something I need to know that isn't quite coming together in, in the downloads that I'm bringing forward for the channeling. I will ask the nine to show me because it's very much a physical pilgrimage that mirrors the spiritual pilgrimage. And because I have responsibilities in the area where I live, I don't get to travel that often. So when we do travel, Glastonbury is the first choice. Uh, often my husband will say, and other family members will say, aren't you going to go somewhere else every time you go away? Like, where are you going? The answer is always Glastonbury. Wouldn't you like to visit Scotland or the Isle of Wight or go abroad? And I, and I, my answer is always, there's nowhere else like Glastonbury. And they will say, but there's lots of different places and they all have different energies. I know that, but right now, my energy is calling me to Glastonbury. And I can't often put that into words to family members who maybe don't understand that. But I do remember there was one chapter I was writing in uh, the third book I wrote, and I wasn't quite understanding um, something. And I asked the nine to show me, and I made that intention when I got to Glastonbury. We were hungry, we went straight to a cafe. I sat down, I started talking to my husband saying, you know, I'm really not getting what they're saying about this blue flame and this sort of halls of amenity that they're talking about. I'm not understanding about the Stargate, the entrances to that realm. I need, I need some kind of confirmation because it's so vast. I write it down and when I've written it, I'm thinking, does this even make sense? Can I really put this out in a book? It sounds so way out. And my husband said, he looked above my head and he said, I think you better turn around. And I turned around and there was this picture right behind me, the blue flame halls of Amenti with this huge blue flame. 
So I, you know, that's just one example of multiple types of synchronicity. I walked into a bookshop, walked in there, and there's a, a man stood there reading one of my books that was for sale in the shop. And I, and he looked up, he said, oh my goodness, it's you. And so we ended up having a chat. He said, I'm just about to buy this. And then I also went to Glastonbury one time and asked for information about something. And it was a goddess related energy. I felt I was called to. I had a dream about this particular go goddess. It was Kara Dwen. Um, the next day, I said to my husband, I need to go into the bookshop and see if there's anything on Kara Dwen. I'm feeling really called. I have to read it. I walked into the bookshop. The book was right in front of me, Kara Dwen. I said, this is the one. This is the one I have to buy. And I looked up and there was a man right opposite me. And he walked around the, the table where all the books were and he introduced himself and he said, I'm the author of that. I said, you are not. He said, no, no, I really am. I said, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And he flicked open the book and showed me his photo. And the guy who runs the bookshop said, this happens all the time, all the time in this particular bookshop. So there are, within Glastonbury, which is a vortex in and of itself, there are multiple different other areas that are mini vortices, like bookshops and shops that are selling certain things because the energy is so concentrated, not just by the land, but the people that are drawn there and the things they do and the work they're doing and the, the things they have in their stores, like books with certain information and crystals and unicorns and dragons and fairies. It creates such an intense um, energy and it's really hard to put it into words. You just have to go there to see it for yourself. Whoa. You, first of all, you put it really well. You expressed it really well. And, you know, living inside of a vortex is, is a huge responsibility. It's like being a caretaker of the crystal skulls. You're a caretaker of the vortex and, and one who is opening up the portal. So there's a lot to be said for that. I, I'm feeling such high energy that I realized we didn't do a little invocation when we started. And I just want everyone to really breathe in for a minute together with me. All of you speakers and everyone out there, just like start to breathe in and then breathe out the magic of Glastonbury. And that even if you're not going to Glastonbury, that you begin to feel this powerful vortex, this powerful energy, and the transformations that can go on for each and every one of us as speakers and you as either attendees or being on this panel with us, how it, it can change the world. It opens up your heart to to other dimensions and other beings. So we're really grateful to even be talking about it is giving me chills. So you mentioned Daisy, and I thought we would talk to Daisy, especially since she talks with Merlin and the Angels of Awakening. And I'm Joan of Angels. So I actually wanted to have her talk a little bit about what you experience in Glass. Do you live in Glastonbury, Daisy? Uh, so I, I used to live here. I lived there for 15 years um, and I, mo I moved a year ago um, and I um, miss it so much that I've actually been back every month. <laughs> That's so interesting. And, and what is calling you back then? How do you experience the difference in energy out in the world as opposed to being in this magical land of Glastonbury, which is truly magical, guys? Like, what's that like for you then? Mm. Well, for me, being in Glastonbury? 
Well, not being in Glastonbury and now coming back, but like being out in well, the world as opposed to living in Glastonbury. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, Magenta said it earlier. It's it's um, you're if you're in it, it's a washing machine. You literally are being tumbled around with the energy. Seven different layers. The seven different spheres um, and the 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 different uh, fractions, the pagans, the goddesses, the wizards, the fairies, the the you know all different kinds of of uh, energies, vortexes, um, and but when you live there, it is so exciting. I mean, it just is just one day is so different from the next. But um, my, from my experience, having not lived there for a year now, is um, I miss it. I miss it so much. Um, and when I go back, um, I go back and I go back in a different way. Um, but I'm also guided to go back. The, I mean, I work with the Angels of Awakening and they um, uh, also give me... Well, I think she's in, in Italy and said she might have a bad connection. We'll see if she pops on in a minute, but why don't we bring up, um, let's yeah. talk a little bit about the goddess energy in Glastonbury, guys. And we can start with E-Light. Why don't you talk about that? If Daisy comes back up, we'll put her back in. Oh, she's coming, I think. Okay. Is that Daisy? Hello, everybody. There yeah, you go are. Ahead, go ahead, Do we know e. Daisy again or should I go? There yeah. you are. Yeah, go ahead, E. We'll bring Daisy on afterwards. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to add a little bit on Glastonbury as well, because it has been such a powerful vortex within my own transformational journey. It is somewhere all light workers should look to go to at some point. But also particularly with this event, because we have so many powerful light workers from around the world coming together is going to be an incredibly powerful planetary activation where like um was it uh magenta was saying about the synchronicities heightened synchronicities every time i go there it's like a planetary upgrade within my own journey takes place and i meet soul family and synchronicities open up and it's just been like a pivotal point upon my journey whenever i go back there things shift things change, spiritual awakenings take place, new layers are revealed. And so it is such a powerful place. But with this as well, I just wanted to add a little bit on what Alan spoke about, about how it's like the Isles of Atlantis. I thought that was really beautiful. So I haven't heard that before, but it makes so much sense. So I've been connecting with a land called ancient Avalonia. And so this was a huge continent, an ancient, ancient, ancient earth. And before the humans were here, really, when the tall ones, the giants were upon the earth. And so this, this can be accessed through the land's ancient Akash. And of course, it is more commonly known today as Avalon. But this is, is a gateway of ascension. It is quite literally, it's a portal of ascension, which is why it's so beautiful that we're going there with you guys right but um what i am connecting with in glastonbury in particular with the ancient times the times that are returning to the earth is it's like an ancient future is being revealed and glastonbury is one of the key vortexes 
for upgrading in this awareness. And there is so much history, so much forgotten wisdom that is there. And I know you wanted me to speak a little bit about the goddess energy. I know when I first went there, when I first walked up the tour, I was like hit with so much emotion and I was connected with past lives and I've had a lot of past life memories there being British myself. But um, what I have experienced there is there is this huge repression of the divine feminine. The divine feminine, not just within women, but within men as well. You know, the magic people, they were massacred. And so I often find myself going to Glastonbury and connecting with this energy and clearing this energy and restoring the timelines. So it can be deeply emotional. It can bring so much to surface. But as we move through it, we realize like this is the lifetime we have all been working for. This is the lifetime where light finally triumphs. And so when it comes to the goddess energy, this is like the energy that in many ways was heavily repressed in ancient times. It was not even ancient times, not even that long ago, 200 years ago, that people were being burnt at the stake and called witches. And of course, England and Europe, this is one of the places where it was very prominent. And so in many ways, there was a feeling of loss that took place in Glastonbury. And I believe to this present day that it's playing out within the collective consciousness, also within the British consciousness of feeling like loss when it comes to spirituality, feeling fear as well in embracing the wisdom and truth of our soul because of what has happened in other lifetimes and the ancestral karma that is passed down through the DNA. So the beauty of this vortex and awakening to the divine feminine wisdom when we go to these places as a soul family is we are restoring the timelines and we are ultimately rising in triumph, in light and in victory as the light. And so it's a really beautiful place to tune into this awareness and ascend on. So I'm, I'm really excited to be going there with all of you. I think it's gonna be incredibly powerful and everybody tuning in, you should really look to come. It's gonna be an incredibly powerful planetary activation. The energies I have been tuning into, like this is gonna shift the planetary consciousness. And so we've got to get ready. It's gonna be powerful. I can feel it. And you know, you mentioned all of us walking up to the tour together. You know, it's a very powerful experience to walk around the mountain as we start to meditate and go up and up and up until we get even to that tour. And the whole, I think, last in the end, it's so interesting because, yes, you're right, 200 years ago, we couldn't have done this kind of conference. We couldn't come together even, even in this way. And so it's also a celebration, not only of the rise of the divine feminine, but the rise of awakening on the planet. Mm. And so it's going to be very exciting for us to be here. Daisy, I think we should catch you while we can. Is there anything you want to add to the divine feminine energy aspects of Glastonbury? That you um, I think that that um, the, the the goddess um, center, the god, there's a very strong goddess energy there. Um, but also the other energies are coming in. I mean, I work with the dragons. I work with the angels. I work with Merlin, big Merlin energy coming through. And it's about it's about balancing, as Alan said earlier, it's all of these 
energies coming together and this portal to ascension is you can feel the energy arising um and you know i i literally went for the day to glastonbury last week and uh it was just it was i didn't know i was there and i went to the tour and i went walked around and and i realized that i just had to pick up keys and codes and i had to be there uh, i think i just missed you magenta by a day or so um <laughs> It was amazing. You were there with Amanda Lawrence, and it's like, oh my friends, I want to be there too. Um, but is is you have to be there to pick up those keys and codes, and you have to recognise that the divine feminine is is not just the female; it's also within the male as well. And when that receiving energy of the divine feminine is is able to rise, is able to to be seen and heard and understood and, and loved and, and cherished, then the masculine energy also um, can can receive that too, because that's the that's where my my work is is balancing the male and female, um, and really uh, um, the angels are helping for that ascension process because we're all in it. I mean, you wake up every day a different a different energy, and you can feel it in, in Glastonbury when you when you walk in. You know, it's it's three D on one side of the road, and on the other side of the road, they're completely cosmic. They're out. They're out absolutely. You know, whoa, I'm in my five and um you know this one's in the middle in 4d going oh what's going on <laughs> and it's um I, I agree with l that i think that sorry e that um we are going to be such a strong crowd of people um it's you know there's no mistake it's no coincidence that, we, that you've pulled us all together alan how many years have i known you magenta you know and everybody else uh, you know it's fantastic that we're all coming together to to, to do this. Um, this portal of ascension is is not just the tour. The tour is the central uh, ring of this energy. There's rich, like the pyramids and like Stonehenge. You've got your your central ring, then the middle ring, and then the outer ring. So that whole area um, uh, is really really uh, making the energy rise um for not just you the uk but for the world so yeah the angels you know i work with them every day they're just like doo -doo 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 -doo, so excited um <laughs> i have such tingles i am tingling and, and you know what you just like it's one of those places where you're actually in the fifth dimension and higher frequency yeah. just walking down the street and there aren't that many places around the planet that carry that high frequency about that. And, and, you know, the other thing is that Avalon itself was also the home of the divine priestesses and the goddesses lived there. They, they you know, so, and, and that was a center, central part, which is the power of the women and the divine feminine to create that, that vortex there. So gosh, as, as we're talking about, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm, I have tingles everywhere. So Eva, what are your thoughts about Glastonbury, Avalon, the Divine Feminine, being at the conference? I haven't been yet. I was deeply drawn to it. Um, Radha, who is the publisher of the book that both Neil and I are, are in, the Energy Healing and Soul Medicine book, introduced me to this event a year ago when I decided I wanted to live overseas. And so uh, I reached out to you two and, and I says, hey, can I be a speaker, right? And so this all happened as a way of opening up a possibility for me. And I think that's part of what's 
what we're coming into. Everybody's mentioning um, the change of awakening that's happening. Uh, we we think awakening happens once, and it's not. It's it's this ongoing. Oh, I thought I knew something, but now I know more, and this is even bigger. And I've had a year now to talk to think about what I want to say, and the downloads are still coming. They're they're still coming. <laughs> And uh, being a divine feminine and in that energy all the time, or at least attempting to, this is a practice for being the grounded person on the, bringing some grounded woo into the world. And I think that's why Glastonbury is so important is that it's a physical spot on the planet that has its own history. It has its own divinity. It has, I I heard you will receive your magical name there for, you know, those who know that magic about (laughs) why you'd need a magical name. And I'm, that's exciting to me. So there's new horizons ahead um, that I don't have a name for. I have no idea what's ahead of me. And I am uh, not used to that. I'm really good at identifying things and planning and being, and that this is a shoot from the hip. All of this is, what is it going to be like to have so many light workers with so much energy all in one place? I mean, are we going to explode in stardust or is this, <laughs> is this going to be, you know, something uh, that we can all all harness, and I think when we're talking about what what Daisy says and this this you know the laws of gender and how we're coming together as divine feminines and divine masculines, the divine feminines had to heal first. So this is what comes in for me: divine feminines heal first, so that the divine masculines can come in and heal. And all of the relationshiping that's been going on on the planet that has been miserable, I think that we're bringing on. This is my my current download that I'm receiving right now in this very moment. And it feels to me like this is an opportunity for the divine, that that masculine that's been called the toxic masculine. I think this is something we're bringing in. I think this is this is a a grounding of that energy to allow for for all of the, the that toxic masculinity that we've been so aware of and so keenly um, at, at effect of. <laughs> because the sensitives are the ones that get affected by, by it the most, in my opinion and experience. And so when we have that opportunity to bring that energy and heal it, this is interesting. I can see ripples. And so that's where I think the, the energies are going. And I think that's the importance of this. And to remember too, because I'm a, I'm a healing practitioner. I work specifically with, with the body and, and fortifying it. We cannot ascend without the body. And, and so we, we are now combining this masculine and feminine energy in a healthy way. This is what I'm feeling. And I think, I think what we're doing here is the beginning of a whole new era. And I agree. And I think that we're coming together is actually really amazing. You know, I've been, I was in Glastonbury, I think it was like almost 20 years ago. And I made a vow that I would come back. To me, it was the most magical place I've ever been to on the planet. And when I, when I, walked there, I felt like I was a high priestess in Avalon. It was my entire, and and I was calling in the boat to come and get me. And I was steering the boat. And as I was steering the boat, I was enhancing my own inner gifts and my gifts to, you know, use my my body and my consciousness to attract to me. So I'm really with you guys on all of this. And you can feel the energies all around. But the reason it's so important, too, is that it's the heart chakra of the world. And, and I can feel everyone's heart that as we're on here, kind of expanding as we're describing it. So for me to come back to Glastonbury and all the magic 
those magical shops are beyond what I ever dreamed possible. I can't wait to experience them again because just because it lifts your vibration when you're in a place that's actually vibrationally aligned and higher than you. And how often do we get to go to a place that has a higher vibration than we do? You know, we spend, I know all of you spend a lot of time, we raise our own frequency, we carry it for other people, but this is a place that carries it and then we get to expand it with it. And, and I also agree with the Druidic energy and the energy of Merlin, the energy of Arthur, that there's a lot of balancing that's occurring. And each of us has our own special role, I think, in harmonizing these energies and expanding it out there. So I'm excited to be a part of this too. Yes. And my, or, you know, I've been having memory after memory after memory ever since I tra started traveling around the planet with Neil and working to open up portals to ascension and they are opening for all of us. So, um, so let's go do another round. We have time where we so, can do another so round. If I, could, if I could jump in and just start off the round and just say some stuff. Honestly, I'm getting, I, I didn't think I could get any more excited. Like you guys really just hyped me up seriously. Like I had to take notes. Okay. All these things are coming to me as you're speaking. So I just want to take five minutes just to like do a heart dump of all these notes that just came to me. So as we're talking about the heart tracker, you know, Lisa Renee and Laura Eisenhower, who's one of our speakers and other people talk about something called the Nephilim reversal grid and how the Nephilim reversal grid was actually um, situated in England, which connects to um, imperialism, colonialism, slavery, all of this stuff. And the heart chakra center of the world being from England, being in Glastonbury, there has been, um, let's just say, nefarious agendas around it for so long, or just a dark energy, corrupt energy that has kind of like taken a hold of that. So when I was doing this event, I already had this awareness, right? The Nephilim reversal grid was the first thing I thought of when I thought of doing something in Glastonbury. And um, so the grid work component is to reverse the reversal grid, <laughs> right? So, um, and, you know, Daisy was talking about, no, I think Eva was talking about the feminine has to heal first so that the masculine can heal. This goes in alignment so much with the tantric work I've been doing the last few months. You know, I've gone to these tantra retreats and um, within that, we cannot, the masculine healing days happen three days after three days of healing for the feminine. Because without the feminine being in a place of security and safety, right, the the masculine can't even, the women can't even hold space for the masculine's healing when they've been, so much of the masculine energy is what has actually corrupted their own energy, all right? And this is transcending gender. I'm talking about control systems. Control systems isn't a man. It's an energy, a masculine energy that happens to actually be, um, happens to be adopted by mostly men because the way it works is with feminine and masculine energy is that the woman is already kind of wired to be within that feminine energy of receptive energy the man is wired to be on the other side but we both have bo both of them and part of this evolution is for us to bring the perfect balance to both to be able to receive to give to create you know to uh, plan out all at the same time so those are some things that came up but i want to just take a few more minutes here and uh, there's an article that i'm writing on glastonbury goddess i want to read from it and um why, why are we doing this event, right? What's going on on the planet right now? I mean, I watch a lot of what's happening in the mainstream. I spend over half my time watching things I disagree with. And, um, and I'm just seeing that there is this huge, like if the three elements of portal to ascension, 
teaching people about our true world history, our ancient history, right? Teaching people about the truth of extraterrestrial life and our existence. And then the third one, which all of them go within, is the evolution of consciousness. Right now, the disclosure of the fact that we're not alone in the universe is unprecedented, more than it's ever been before, right? And that you can check out our YouTube channel if you want to really see the linear parts of that. And then our ancient history. Right now, the, the three biggest podcasts in the world, not going to go into names or anything, are all releasing information on our true ancient history. One of them is Joe Rogan, right? And we're having a complete redefining of our ancient past, who we are, ancient civilizations, the fact that we've been on here longer than we've been told, and that Atlantis existed, right? This is huge, completely changing perspective. Number one documentary was Graham Hancock's documentary on Netflix, right? Redefining it all. And then on the one missing link from the people in the mainstream that are now being educated upon this is what frequency has to do with it, what spirituality has to do with it. Because it's not just um, ETs in the sky, it's a vibratory game. These beings, these ancient civilizations, they were at a level of consciousness that we're only beginning to grasp. And we can have all this information, but if we don't have that missing link, which is consciousness, you know, we're not going to really be able to adopt or even exist within that world. So the Glastonbury event, all of what we do is that, but the Glastonbury event to me is no different than the tour we're doing in Egypt, where we're going to the King's Chamber and all this stuff. We're going there to do an activation um, for this energy and then hold reverence to planet Earth, okay? So now I'm just gonna take one more minute and just read this article um, to you guys about the goddess energy, just to kind of give you some more context on it. Glastonbury holds a deep connection to the goddess energy, making it a significant place for those drawn to explore and honor the divine feminine. The landscape of Glastonbury has long been associated with the ancient Celtic deity known as the goddess or the lady of Avalon. The feminine energy is believed to be present in the landscape, the sacred sites, and the flowing waters. Glastonbury is often considered a place of pilgrimage for individuals seeking to connect with the nurturing, intuitive, and transformative aspects of the goddess. It is believed to be a spiritual gateway where the divine feminine energy is accessible and potent. The myths and legends surrounding Glastonbury, including the tales of King Arthur and Holy Grail, intertwine with the concept of the goddess and her role as the source of wisdom and divine power. The presence of the goddess energy in Glastonbury is felt strongly through its sacred sites, such as the mystical Chalice Wells. The Chalice Well is considered a symbol of eternal feminine, representing the life-giving waters and the Holy Grail of spiritual nourishment. It is a place where individuals come to seek, heal, inspiration, and a deep connection to the goddess. Furthermore, Glastonbury's unique energy vortices and ley lines are believed to amplify and channel the goddess energy, creating a potent spiritual atmosphere. Many spiritual seekers and practitioners are drawn to Glastonbury to tap into the sacred energy, exploring practices such as goddess worship, divine feminine spirituality, and earth-based rituals. So, you know, England has really kind of in the recent past um, grabbed the patriarchy and really has been the ones that kind of have spread around the world, you know, connected to Rome, especially in the last few hundred years. So us going there to activate this energy and be a part of it, I feel isn't to like take over one energy, but to bring balance to an unbalanced world. So, so I'm excited, you know, it's going to be very, very fun. <laughs> That's all I want to share. I love it. I love your I love your chapter, but I also I also agree with you. This this is really going to be a very healing time for all of us as we kind of come together. I mean, we're coming together with powerhouses of energies. Alan, I see you wanting to. You're next. 
I mean, people talked about the goddess and it's sort of an abstract thing, but I think what we have here represented right here, Neil, for us is the embodiment of the goddess because each of these women, and I know, you know, Eli and Daisy and John, I don't know, uh, Eva or Magenta, but I see that is the, that is the force of the goddess. It's the presence of the goddess. It is their work in the world is the work of the goddess. It's like in its many forms. So we can look at the past, oh yeah, goddesses were like this, but to have the embodiment of people focused on bringing through that energy, it is the gift that this conference is bringing. It's the manifestation, you know. Of course, we have our personalities. I call the personalities like the branch of the tree, but the trunk of the tree is the divine there. So it's great that these women, Neil, I'm talking to me and you, are, are bringing the force of the goddess into the world with their own unique version of that manifestation. That's sort of what I want to say. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's so true. So, because um, I feel it too. I feel like this is awakening and I'm wondering how come us goddesses aren't even having our own meeting over there to really enhance that energy. And that actually has been in the back of my mind too. That, that could, we, could, what we should do is the tour thing at 9 a.m. on Thursday when we're all meeting up the tour, we should have it run by the women. You know, I feel that maybe we should do that. Goddess Absolutely. Service. That was our home up there and in that island over there. So it would be really a sacred ceremony. So we'll talk more about that. But let's go back. We have time for everyone to sort of add in like, OK, like with starting with magenta, maybe to talk about the goddess energy, Avalon and how how you're going to, I don't know, energize or work with that when you're there and what you're going to be bringing to the conference. Okay, well, I think always it's 50% intention and 50% in the flow, and it will happen in the moment. Like um, Eva was saying, you know, you're going into something, she knows that it's there, but she doesn't know exactly what it is. And that's how it is, because you're guided into it. But I just took a few notes when Neil was talking. One thing Neil was saying was about, um, you know, the hijacking, and that had been specific to Avalon and Glastonbury. But what I was told is whilst that is true, um, the, the pilgrims, as they made their journeys over the many, many years, were called to grid work and, and magical work, what, however that may be. And they kept something open that, that no matter how much there was a hijack, it was never shut down. Other places have been completely shut down and they are needing help to be awakened. But Glastonbury, someone was always drawn in to do some work or small groups. So there was something that was always kept um, awakened. What's happening now? We've all had this role of having to do this through many incarnations, whoever it is that goes there. Whereas now it's got to the point where Yes, we're, we're grid working, but we are, if you will, working on the capstone. It's like the final light. Everything is already there now. It's much easier for us to do this. Just coming together is actually doing that because the energy is all activated now and the land is rising energetically, the dragon, the goddess. Um, I also wanted to mention um, 
E said uh, about Avalonia. She's been told about Avalonia. And I also was given that name. And I feel that Avalonia has been like an elemental layer, uh, potentially in Lemuria when we first came in, before we were physical human beings. But once we came down within this fall into physicality, only a very few people were able to access that. But now that's coming back in, which is why we're all picking that up. And us coming together in Avalon and having the awareness of that is bringing that elemental realm right back down into awareness. Because Glastonbury is the portal for that elemental energy to come back through into this planet. The other thing I wanted to say is every single star seed has been away from others. And there's been a reason for that. We've had to be separate. We couldn't come together in any kind of meeting other than in small groups occasionally because we needed to be spread out across the globe so that there was someone holding the light right across the planet so that that light could be brought forward and, and networked. But because that light has risen so much in the land now, we all, we've all heard of the Great Awakening. We all talk about the Great Awakening, which is this actual awakening that's going on. And we're right in the middle of it. But for the starseeds have known this for so many years, right since childhood, I remembered around the age of seven that there were people I needed to connect with. And I didn't know where those people were. And I didn't understand what those feelings were. The activation came when I was seven and it was way, way, way too early. And I've carried that with me right through my childhood. And in teenage years, I got really angry because I couldn't find these people because I'd known about these people. And I had to learn to be alone and be different. And I'm sure every starseed has gone through this. But now this is why this is such a celebration we are coming together and we are now having that awakening and that gathering that we've all known about for years and years and years. And it's, it's safe for us to come together because the activations and the portals are already at that level where our coming together is just, it's almost like we're crystallizing the final toppings on these grids that have all risen up. And with the goddess in Glastonbury, I feel that you feel her when you go there. So it's not just about the land, the shops, even the tour, the energy, it's all powerful. The history is the actual goddess of Glastonbury herself. And you can actually connect with her. And when you are aware of her, she can show you herself in ways. But now, especially this year in 2023, since the solstice we've just been through, there's so much more um, awareness within the energy of the land. And now the goddess is able to, because of this divine feminine rising, the goddess energy is able to communicate with all of us when we go there, we can talk to her. So when I go to Glastonbury, it's not just about going to a place, it's about going back to see the, the, the mother, the divinity and, and immersing myself in that, feminine goddess energy and when I leave I'll say to her I'm sorry I have to go I, I will see you again soon and you take that energy back with you it, it, it is just so powerful and everything that everyone has said about the balancing of the male and the female and how the male can't anchor that grounded energy that protective energy without the rising of the female 
This is what's been happening this year right across the globe. And Glastonbury is a major portal and focus for it. So I'm just as excited as everyone else here to be able to meet you all in person. Um, I've just been looking forward to it for so long and I just can't wait. <laughs> well, am I the only one tingling? I'm just so tingling. <laughs> and you know, Neil brought it up and, and you brought it up too, 2023, you know, the last few years have been kind of difficult on the planet. There's been the male energy trying to take over and then there's our female energy really spreading out and the rise of this of this new consciousness and it's like a seed but i think when we get to glastonbury it'll grow into a tree you know we can create something that's even stronger that will then continue to blossom and bloom because honestly we are really needed now to hold this light steady no matter what so i love the fact that this is only the first of many years in glastonbury and um you know i'm just grateful we all see it so thank you. So uh, Daisy. Um, well, that was lovely, Magenta. And you know, the angels say to me and the God and the goddess say, once you've been to Glastonbury, you never leave. You, you know, there, there isn't a parting. It's always in your heart. It's opened your heart. You have open hands, open heart, and it touches you in such a way. But it's and the other thing, the angels, in fact, I had a huge download from Metatron just the other day, as you do. <laughs> and he said that um, your, uh, you know, the the energy that we, the, the the energy that's coming in now is so different. And you know, the and I think you said it earlier, um, Ian, um, that Neil, sorry, that the uh, that the 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 grids are having to change. And Metatron said to me that this is called the Great Dissolve. So there's going to be a great dissolve of that. Um, energy that has been having the grip and when I lived in Glastonbury I always found that people would come all these we had these wonderful groups coming from America from Canada from all over the world Spain France the whole lot and they'd come and they all do their bit all the goddesses and all the gods and all the other people would come and they would come and they would they would do their bit and it was another layer it was like a weaving and that's what it feels like is the weaving of these of all of this so nobody's come to take anything away they've all come to weave what's there and what what when it gets dumped then it needs to be cleared and released and i think that that big dissolve that's happening when there's going to be the amount of us there on that uh, 11th 12th and 13th of august is going to create that massive dissolve the huge dissolve and uh, he says it's it, you know we have not we haven't seen anything like it yet it's you know it's going to not just be like a big pebble in the pond and it will go out with love and 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 uh, joy and purpose people's choices there will be much clearer to the choices that can be made from from the event that we are putting on um it you know we it we it's we're like the t we know the tiniest bit of it i mean again um metatron said you know you don't have to be in avalon to be in avalon you can be uh in avalon wherever you are and avalonia is that next step up that next uh pulling in of of the of the uh the initiation the part of you that has matured and grown and you know woken up every day to something new um, and uh, yeah the angels are so excited somebody said to me who's Metatron I said oh he's the CEO he's the geezer 
<laughs> you know, if he comes down to talk to you, you listen. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really, really like Magenta, so excited. And I think the land is getting excited. You know, I keep finding myself there. I go to Bristol and I find myself in Avalon. I went to, to, to uh, um, the other side of, of um, Bristol and still ended up there. So you never know what's going to happen it just unfolds and uh, yeah it's brilliant and um, what was my talk going to be about it's going to be about Merlin and the Angels of Awakening and and how how the magic weaves um to bring the Merlin from the earth and the angels from the from heaven together to to weave that energy that magic so that we can uh, all wake up wake up every day You've already started weaving. I can feel it. I can feel the weaving. And you know, with with Glastonbury also, it's connecting to all the other chakra centers around the planet. And yeah. when we intensify a grid or or an ancient site, it spreads out 360 degrees around. So I'm in, I'm in I'm in Corfu and I'm in a place called Arillus, and it has a dragon island literally in the bay. And this, uh, and uh, there's a, a, a place called Angela Cristo. I've said it wrong, probably. Where the uh, where the two ley lines come together, and that and that's again, um, that, you know, the Michael and the Mary line. It's the Apollo and the Venus lines coming together. So even this little space that I'm in, this this one week holiday that we grabbed, we're here. We're doing grid work. I'm sitting in the sea, and you know, talking to you about Avalon, and the whole place is just like. <laughs> right right i can feel it I, i'm still feeling it all right thank you so much elite do you want to share a little bit about this also and what you're going to be sharing yes you need your sound <laughs> yes yeah, so i'm going to be sharing more information about the forgotten wisdom of christ and this is something that i have found to be incredibly activating also in the Glastonbury courthouse, because of course, Jesus, I mean, he came to the earth and he embodied Christ consciousness. But there is a lot of information missing out of the Bible, his famous missing years. And so the wisdom of Gnosis, the ancient white magic mystery schools, stories go that one of the places he traveled in his missing years was England. He also supposedly went to India and also places in Europe, but one of the places that he went is in Glastonbury. And so there's all these Christic wisdom codes within the lands of Glastonbury that we can tap into and upgrade with. And it's always very powerful because whenever I go to Glastonbury, I always meet Christic soul family. So those who are tuning into this Christ wisdom, and it's always confirmation of the, of the forgotten, forgotten teachings of Christ. And so with this as well, it connects to the goddess energy because with Jesus, you also get the wisdom of Mary Magdalena. And of course, in Glastonbury, it is a huge vortex where the wisdom of Magdalena comes to surface. It's one of the places where it has remained on the earth. There's actually a temple, Magdalena Temple, in Glastonbury, which is quite interesting. I've only ever encountered two Magdalena temples so far in my travels. One was in Glastonbury and the other was in Montserrat, just outside of Barcelona. And so my understanding is there was a direct line be between Glastonbury and Montserrat. And so you can find 
hidden codes actually in Glastonbury that point to Montserrat directly underneath the tour. And so the information I've received, and this has been confirmed by others too, is there was a line between Montserrat and Glastonbury. And it's not just the only place, there were other key vortexes in Europe that carry this awareness and this wisdom. And so I'm gonna be activating the forgotten wisdom of Christ, in particular, my speciality is the activation of the macabre light body. But to truly integrate Christ consciousness, often particularly if you come from British heritage and well, Western for that matter, there can be, your faith can be damaged the repression that happens. So we are often required to heal our faith, to integrate this higher consciousness and to once again open to Christ, but it is a divine fifth dimensional state of awareness that we all have access to and that Jesus ultimately came as an example of. And so crystalline consciousness is an incredibly powerful bridge into Christ consciousness. They are in many ways, the same fifth dimensional state of consciousness just experienced at different points along the human timeline. And so crystalline consciousness, Christ consciousness, it is the same multidimensional, fifth dimensional state of awareness. But as we upgrade our light body in crystalline consciousness, we can tune into the crystalline grid, also known as the Christ grid, and we can receive directly this information downloaded to us. But in many ways, it's not a matter of becoming something we're not, rather the process of becoming more of who we truly are. And so I'm gonna be speaking more about this and facilitating a crystalline light body upgrade, assisting you in tuning into the crystalline grid and also the crystalline diamond grid we may tune into as well, which is another layer within the crystalline grid that can really assist in purifying the vessel, where in turn as we purify the vessel, it's much easier to embody a higher vibrational state of being and maintain that vibration through these times, which is so very important because we are ultimately light workers. We are here to hold the vibration and to ultimately come home to who we truly are. So one way to look at raising the vibration is a matter of, it's not a matter of raising the vibration, it's a matter of coming home to our soul essence. It's a matter of becoming more who we truly are. And so as we relax into that, it becomes so much easier. And so a big key to help this process is tuning into the consciousness of Christ. So I'm going to speak more about this and also the wisdom of Apollonia and the ancient future because Christ consciousness, it bridges us beyond the dimensions of time and space. And so this concept of an ancient future begins to reveal itself to us. That is, it always has been here. It's just a matter of we fell into the dimensions of time and space and now we are returning to these higher dimensional realms, to the times that were before and the times that are now returning again. And so this is what I'm going to be speaking about. Really excited. And yeah, thank you once again for this beautiful Excellent. opportunity. Amazing. To come with you. No wonder they call you E-Light. Very, <laughs> very enlightening. And I can feel it. Uh, Magenta, I just want you to know that there's like a light grid, right? coming through your heart, you can see it. I should really take a screenshot of it. And I will right now, because it's really amazing what I'm seeing. I catch everything on Zoom and people's frequencies start to light up. Um, Eva, so what are you gonna be talking about? What are you bringing to Glastonbury with us? Well, it, it ties in directly with what was mentioned a few minutes ago about anchoring light all over the planet and how we had to be individual. Um, and kept apart for so long because of 
for who knows how many reasons, but the anchoring, I was told years ago by uh, guidance that I needed to stay in Los Angeles and anchor and hold light. And it wasn't until um, two years ago when I was finally re released <laughs> and said, said, you are now free to move about the world. And I find it really beautiful. I've always thought that the, the best thing about all of this and the dispensation of harmony is how we are coming together and locking arms as healers, not only for ourselves and for other people, but for the planet. And this crossover, this evolution of consciousness is what I'm going to be touching on because don't you think it's strange that we can't simply ask our body what's wrong with it and have it answer? <laughs> like, shouldn't we just know? And so what I'm bringing in is the importance of the body. Cause I know a lot of times people, especially when they're in pain, uh, the, they, they leave the body and they end up up here and they want to, they want to ascend right away. They want to be without the body. They kind of resent the body. And I'm here to say, we can have harmony with it. And let me show you how to communicate with it. So we're going to be doing of course, some work together and, and I'm going to gift everybody something. It's a surprise. So you're not to know now, but we're, I'm going to have a lot of fun in bridging that gap, you know, being the liaison and showing how easy it can be. And not just for those who have been working for so long and holding light and have already gone into the heavy work of self-development and raised our vibration. No, this is for everybody. And I think that's the important key here is it's everybody who has the ability to have magic and understand how to use magic in their body and they shouldn't be afraid of it. So that's what I'm bringing in. I love it. I love it. You know, I can feel that the energy of Glastonbury is already expanding. A lot of beings are already there waiting for us and preparing the field. So we're excited about all of you. I, I'm going to be speaking on connecting to the gods. Um, that's what I've been told. That's what I've been studying, the power and the magic of connecting to the gods and, and being that bridge between heaven and earth, which all of us can be because we are also a, a, you know, a beam of light that can connect the two. And so that's part of what I'm going to be bringing also as a host with Alan and Neil. We're going to be really holding that frequency for all of you. So this is going to be really exciting. It's the second weekend, guys, in August. And if you feel so called, join us in Glastonbury and or join us if you can't be there in person. Join us by live stream because we're going to be live streaming this event. So, Neil, is there some other thing you want to show anything about the conference? Do we want to? Oh, yeah, let's do the trailer. So uh, we're going to close out in a few here. So I'm thinking um, I just want to say a few words, show the trailer, and I want to do a poem to close out. And um, so it's, it's on Mother Earth, so it's in line with the topic. So my talk is I have the last talk of the whole conference, and I was going to do a whole thing on the, the Druids. And then I realized that um, instead I'm going to do like a five, 10 minute talk on the Druids, and it's actually going to be like a 40 minute um, spoken word set. So we're going to end it with some um, spoken word pieces with music in the background, kind of like a theatrical experience that's just going to tie in all the energy and I'm probably going to do a little freestyle set, listening to all the presentations over the weekend, and then freestyle the information there. So that's what I'm going to be offering. I love it. Okay, so we show the trailer? Let's show the trailer. Let's do it. Give me one moment. Let me pull it up here. Here we go. While he's doing that, Johnny, I just want to say I'm going to be talking about the 
bridge to the multiple dimensions. So we're joining the past with the future and, and everything changing. Okay. Well, the transformation mission officially began in 2008. After 15 years of evolution and thousands of events from live to online and back to live again, there was always an awareness that when we begin creating events internationally, the mission will shift into its next phase. That time is now. Portal to Ascension is traveling to Glastonbury in August 2023 to fulfill this mission. This gathering of incredible luminaries traveling from all over the world to join forces in Avalon is a sacred pilgrimage to these ancient lands. And we invite you to embark on this quest with us. The Portal to Ascension Glastonbury is not only a conference, it is a retreat, a tour, and grid work. Together we are connecting the powerful mysteries and the ley lines of the heart of Earth activating and united together as one. This three-day event will feature Laura Eisenhower, Anton Parks, Geraldine Orozco, Vivienne Chauvet, Sage Oneness, Lori Spagnet, and many more. Your MCs are Neil Gore, Alan Steinfeld, and Joan of Angels. As a collective, we are waking up from a deep slumber, aligning to our true potential. What will we create? What will we envision? What are the possibilities? Join us in this ancient land for a unique opportunity and a gathering that will activate, elevate, inspire, and uplevel all that attend. August 11th to 13th, 2023. Sign up now at ascensionglassenbury.com. I'm more excited than ever. More excited. So you have a poem for us, Neil? Before he does, thank everyone for being here. Really great. Looking forward to seeing everyone in about a month. Yeah. Right? Less than a month. Wait. I know, right? We have, um, when is it? It's, yeah, we have just over a month left. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I love doing these panels. Like we've been doing more and more now for events leading up to it. Cause it really just gets us really excited to and passionate about what's being created. And we get the opportunity to synergize together, right? Rather than coming in as separate presenters, we get to create something cohesive together and then have that energy when we actually enter the event. So I'm really excited for it. So, okay, I'm gonna do a presentation. I mean, a presentation, sorry. I'm doing a poem and, um, First, I want to say that this kind of event is really about like, well, all the events now are shifting to how to move forward in this new reality as like institutions that no longer serve us fall and transform. Okay. Because we're in a great shift, huge transformation, you know, and that's a whole talk on its own just to speak about what's going to be happening from the esoteric realms that you might not be aware of to just the mainstream with what's happening with the job industry and what's happening with um, what's happening with the re-education and the information that is coming on the planet right now. Yeah, Alan, you want to say something? And disclosure, what's happening yeah. with you? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, they literally said non-human intelligences that they've even shifted now to talking about why don't we just speak about aliens? Why aren't you saying aliens? Like the conversation has shifted so much. Things that I didn't even, I wanted to happen, but at one level I was so jaded that I didn't think was going to happen or actually happening right now. 
So we're gonna just can keep doing the work, right? Just keep moving forward. All right, so I'm gonna share this poem here. This is called Mother Earth, and I figured it's good for this moment here because um, we're talking about the goddess and we're talking about Earth and really ascending, you know, the humans, the individuals are just ascending, the Earth is ascending with us. Okay, Mother Earth. Let's take a deep breath in together, everybody. Everybody tuning in, deep breath in. And exhale it out. This right here goes out to one of the manifestations of source. The north sky reflects light on my porch. The entire planet is my church. Even when she is scorched, mother nature will nourish and replenish the soil so the mankind can reap the spoils, abundance, creation and destruction. The Kalima personification manifesting on this plane in the form of all life, married to father sky. Our minds remain fertile, earth in the back of a turtle, the Nephilim reversal, and generations of persecutions. Nemesis? Nemesis brings retribution. And Ishtar's contribution are the flowers that bloom. The life that we once knew, she is the one who provides unconditional love to you as we move over her surface and dedicate these verses. She, 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 she is always of service. Time to give back, time to bring it back. The wounded feminine is where we've been at, but also the wounded man. The divine aspect ran away from a place a millennia ago. Patriarchy and damaged egos took over this world. Now is the moment to bring back the days of old. The divine feminine has been on hold, but never truly left. The energy transcends gender as we embark on this quest to remember our nest before we were born. She blessed you and me. You and me, but who are we? An illustration of beauty and art displayed in the cosmos for all of us who pass us to see and admire. She is the fire, the water, the wind, the birds, all other creatures have heard her voice, her voice, her voice. Her voice sings lands into existence, providing assistance and gravitational resistance so we can continue to thrive. When we die before our souls return to the sky, we join her and we become her again. She is the truest of friends, with us until the end and our rebirth. She is Mother Earth. She is Mother Earth. She is Mother Earth. Thank you all so much. Thank you, everyone, for like agreeing to come to Glastonbury in the first place and being a part of this conference, mm -hmm. and then to share your heart here today. Very powerful, all of us. Anything you want to say, Alan? Thank you. It's really great to gather with all these people and, and start to build the energy that will start to, that will ground in just a yeah. few weeks. Just a few weeks. Oh, my goodness. And so it is. And Thank so you, we're going to all come together and we'll see you up at the tour. We'll, we'll all go up there on Thursday morning if you can. And um, we're going to start then planting the seeds for the return of the divine feminine and divine masculine and the return of the planet to sanity, to wholeness. Okay. Yeah. Native Americans have a saying, a bird can, needs two wings to fly. And that's what we're joining together. These two, two parts of our humanity. So, yeah. 
So everybody, ascensionglassbury.com. Please do check it out. And if you can't be there in person, tune into the live stream because we're going to be transmitting this powerful experience to the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that it's really we really appreciate your presence so it is thank you everyone we'll appreciate see you guys. all in a month okay bye-bye everybody thank you thank you